You're listening to The Active Lifestyle Marketer, brought to you by Tiger Creative, the creative agency for active lifestyle brands. Find out more at tigercreative.com. Welcome to The Active Lifestyle Marketer, a podcast dedicated to bringing industry experience and insight into marketing and active lifestyle brands. Whether you're a travel and leisure, fitness and sport, or a health and nutrition brand, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other active lifestyle brand executives, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Active Lifestyle Marketer. Today on the show, we have Sabra Davison, uh, Executive Director and Co-Founder of Little Bellas. Sabra, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So Sabra, just to give our audience some context, why don't you give uh, Little Bellas backstory where you guys came from, maybe some history um, to your organization? Sure. Uh, We actually started in Vermont 10 years ago, and uh, we started in a field with 12 girls, and we've progressed and have chapters all around the country now, and um, we're going to have about... 650 girls on bikes, hopefully this year. So it's been a whirlwind of, um, of growth and exciting, um, you know, to get more girls on bikes and and just give them more opportunities over our, our 10 years here. And why, why did you start little bells? What was the purpose behind starting this organization? So we really saw uh, a a gap in participation between um, the start lines on, you know, Norba Norba Nationals. When my sister and I were racing and we were juniors, uh, we saw that there were eight girls racing and there would be a hundred boys. And we kind of scratched our heads and wondered why, because it's such a phenomenal and fun sport. And so we went about our way of uh, trying to do something about that. You know, we've never really been about complaining um, and and would rather create positive action. And so that's where Little Bellas was born. Um, Angela Irvin, a friend, and Leah and I said, let's get more girls on bikes in our community. And, uh, and we started and the whole premise was just to have fun because we believed if w- girls were having fun in what they were doing, then that would be the key to success. Um, and, and that's remained our vision for the past 10 years. And what is your role within Little Bellas and maybe share some of your day-to-day responsibilities? <laughs> sure. So we're uh, we're definitely small but mighty. So my responsibilities are incredibly varied. Um, I'm I'm the director of Little Bellas, so I oversee all of our chapters nationally. Uh, but that doesn't exempt me from packing a goodie bag and uh, <laughs> and making sure our jersey orders are spot on and doing web work and uh, our our. Uh, you know, our, our backend purchasing IP addresses. So yeah, we, we do a little bit of everything here to keep the ship afloat. And how many chapters do you guys have across the country? So we have 15. We're starting three new chapters this year in Bentonville, Arkansas, Hanover, New Hampshire, and, um, and Asheville. That's exciting. You guys are seeing a lot of growth then. 
Yeah, we we are. We pick a few new spots every year and and try to expand. Um, so it's it's been going really well this year. We're incredibly excited about that new growth. Yeah, and so as you guys think about the next three to five years, is is growth a big aspect of that, or or going deeper within those fifteen to eighteen that you're going to have at the end of this year? Like what? As you guys look forward, what is your what are your goals? So. Our goals uh, really surround, you know, making sure that each girl has a really positive experience. And so if that is ever hampered, then, you know, our plans for growth stop and we have to re-examine and um, set up new systems internally and, and just make sure that those smiles are happening and safe rides are happening. Um, and, and so that always remains our top priority is, is making sure our girls and mentors are supported and feeling really good and excited. Um, and, and so whenever we talk about each program, it, it really comes down to that girl and is she having fun and is she, uh, participating and continuing to come back? Um, and and so that's been going really well and we've been able to expand uh because we're we're doing that um and and so in 3 to 5 years we want to grow both our programs on the ground um and we did that this year so we're offering more programs in areas like Marin and Lakewood, Colorado, uh, because those programs were actually filling in, in sometimes 10 minutes. We'd open registration online and we'd have so many girls that wanted to sign up that we'd have a wait list a mile long and, and uh, the program would fill in 10 minutes. So oh, to wow. say no to that many girls was unacceptable. So we've had to grow in a lot of areas and then, um, you know, because of the excitement surrounding it and because there are so many women that want to start chapters in their local area, we have an application process that they go through and, and we pick a few of those every year and, and grow new chapters. So with our growth, um, there's both existing and new growth every year. So that's got to bring with it some challenges. You mentioned earlier that you guys are a small, a small team, small organization. And so finding that balance between making sure that every single Bella has a great experience and also growing and expanding into new chapter chapters. Like that's, that's gotta be a hard balance. Is there, is there some challenges and, and struggles that come with that? balance? Um, you know, it's, it is, but we have such a passionate team to be honest. I mean, the, the people that I get to work with every day, um, are phenomenal. We just hired a woman who's been mentoring in our programs in Vermont since day one. And the training that has to happen for an employee like that is, um, is so different than someone that's never seen our programs before. And, and so having people that are really passionate about what we do and excited about what we do, um, makes this growth more sustainable and, um, mitigates some of those problems that, well, that you might see as problems, but, uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of fun and, in creating these things with our new local leads and, and really trying to just create a community um, through our national growth. So making sure that 
mentors in each area are getting to know each other and that, um, you know, the, the girls are participating in something that's larger. When you, when you grow like that, you actually have an opportunity in it. Um, if, if you grow at the right speed and we took a lot of time to prepare for this growth so that it wasn't something, um, that became a problem. It was something that became exciting and, um, a collaboration and a community. That's really cool. So before you bring on a staff member or someone who's going to run a expanded chapter, there they've had experience with Little Bellas before. They've they've seen it work and uh, they know kind of the ins and outs of what Little Bellas is. Yeah, this most recent hire that was absolutely the case. Um, yeah, so she she knew ins and outs, and uh, yeah, I was just switching gears a little bit and getting her going. Um, you know, uh, as a staff member, but, um, yeah, that's, that's been something that's really exciting to take these women who've been volunteering for so many years and then, um, make this their job. I mean, that's a pretty exciting transition. So we're, uh, that's, that's part of how we're growing. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. So what does it look like to be uh, a little bell or be your audience or your customer. Like you, you mentioned programs. Um, but as if I'm, uh, if I'm a little Bella and I want to be a part of one of your programs, what is that going to look like for me? And well, it sounds really loud. Uh, <laughs> and it looks a little crazy. Uh, we do things, we do things a little differently around here. It's, um, you know, everybody thinks of it as group rides and skills clinics, but it's more like a color run on bikes and a scavenger hunt. And um, it's biking disguised as fun. Endurance sports are tough. So you have to get kids, um, you know, captured and entertained and excited every day for something new on bikes instead of just go for a group ride and teach skills. Um, you, you know, the skills will come if they're pedaling uh, consistently. It's, uh, so we, our focus is a little different, so it might look crazy, but there's always a method behind the madness. Yeah. That, that sounds like a, a, a crazy day. So then is it like a, uh, like a camp that some, a little girl would come to and, and be involved with a, a two or three day event, or is it like a one-time ride or race? Oh, sure. Yeah. So we have a few different formats. Um, we, in most of our chapters, we run a weekly program. So every week for two hours or so, the, um, girls will meet and ride with, uh, their, their mentors. And then, um, in certain programs, we offer weekly camps where from, you know, for four to eight hours a day, they're, um, at a, at a camp setting, um, and, and doing the same thing that they do in weekly programs, but just for the whole day. Um, we also in Vermont, we actually have overnight camp as well. Um, and, and so it looks a little differently everywhere, but in, uh, places like, uh, sea otter, we run a camp that runs alongside the event and the benefits of camps like that are, we're able to tie in with the pros and uh, really show these girls that professional athletes are just people, and uh, you know the they they like ice cream too, and they are uh, 
they like bikes a whole lot, but they're, they're just people. Um, so the, the pros will come and ride with the girls at camps like sea otter, um, or they'll, they'll do question and answer sessions with them. So it's, it's pretty fun, um, in camps like that event camps. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, so what makes Little Bellas different? Like what sets you guys apart from maybe your competition or do you have competition? Is there anyone else doing something similar to what you guys are doing? Uh, we, we aim to be a little different. You it's, know, we aim to like have it. a different structure um, and, and do things a little differently. I think if the program was expected and they knew what was coming, um, that's not always when you have the most fun. So we, we're not focused on competition, uh, at all, actually, you know, and, and my sister, uh, who founded the program went to two Olympics and, uh, in mountain biking and is incredibly focused on competition. So I think that's probably, one of the biggest misconceptions when somebody first hears about Little Bellas is that it might be about competition and trying to create the next world champion. But really what we're trying to do is just create a mass of girls that are incredibly excited about bikes and, and feel like um, they are confident riders. Okay, cool. So can you share maybe some specific marketing strategies and approaches that have brought you guys success as you have grown over the last 10 years? I mean, obviously, in the last 10 years, things have changed drastically within social media and, and new forms of marketing digitally. So what does that look like for you guys getting the word out there, especially as you uh, expand into additional chapters? Sure. Yeah. So, um, our social media platforms are, uh, really, really try to have a national conversation about, um, the program at large and, and why we do this, um, why it's needed, why we have created this, because that conversation is something that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, and, and so that's, um, that's inherently different than what you might see locally in Vermont or locally in, in Georgia. But, uh, you know, you, you say that it's probably different how we get girls, um, when we first start a program, but it's remarkably the same as, as the first day we, you know, have a lot of grassroots outreach. We call the bike shops and talk to them and let them know what's going on. We might get in contact with schools and get a lot of scholarship kids that way and talk to the local communities about what girls really need something like this uh, to get those girls um, who might not have the equipment or the funds to participate involved as well. Um, and, and so locally getting the word out looks incredibly, you know, similar to what we did, uh, the, the first time we started a program 10 years ago. Um, but our national conversation on social media is so different because, um, that's, that's new, you know, being coast to coast and having programs everywhere, um, is, is a different conversation. So it's, it's been exciting to develop that dialogue and have people interact, um, with us on social media and have a girl, uh, you know, from California, 
one day on Instagram and then have a girl from Georgia the next. Um, so it, that's been fun to see parents and girls reactions when their daughter gets up on the, the feed. Yeah. So then does each chapter have its own social media presence and then little Bella's as a whole has its own social media presence or does everybody share does the entire organization with throughout all the chapters share one presence? Like what does that look like social media wise? Yeah, so everybody shares one presence, and you'll see that our feed changes uh, throughout the year. So right now, um, there's a seasonality to where we go at what time of year. You know, we obviously can't ride in Vermont right now. Um, and, and so you'll see a lot of pictures from Georgia and California chapters this time of year. And then it kind of comes back to Minnesota and East Coast and those colder climates through the summer. Um, so we try to keep the feed uh, local. And if everybody had a feed, then there would be times in the off season where that would slow down. Um, and, and so it just makes sense to have the uh, feed be a national one. Okay, cool. So, so all of your marketing efforts are via social media and your probably your website then driving traffic yes. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our blog. We like to keep the conversation going on our blog as well. Very cool. So how are you guys creating uh, an experience for your Little Bella customers uh, that keeps them coming back? You mentioned that fun is your focus, and I think you even mentioned something about um, making sure that like there's something surprising every time that they come. So how do you guys – how do you guys const- – consistently and continually stay creative with what you're doing to kind of surprise the the girls that have been with Little Bells for a while. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, it does. It's so funny to think of a seven-year-old girl as a customer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think participant might be more yeah, there you accurate. Go. That's probably her, a better word. Yeah, yeah. So, You know, when we have uh, women doing things all over the country, we really try to create an environment that cultivates creativity amongst the programs. And um, kids are kids. When they're out there riding, you know, they might want to ride through a stream eight times. And if you say yes to that, that's what that girl's going to remember out of the day. (laughs) If you want to go on a ride where... um, you know, every trail you go on, you try to make sure that you find raspberries and you pick them all. They're going to remember that. And and so leaving room for that creativity and that organic play um, that's inherent in kids anyway, uh, it, it helps. And then when things really worked in a chapter and there was a, just a lot of fun had on a particular day, we take what happened in that chapter. And then we say, Hey, everyone, this worked really well. Let's do this everywhere. Um, so it's something that it's inherent. It's, it's not happening enough where kids are given the time and the space and the creativity to play outside. Um, and so we just find if you say yes, they like inventing their own games. There are some days at camp where we just say, we can't play any of the games we played. Let's make up new games today and they'll come up with you know and then you have this creative brainstorm with them and it's like oh my gosh let's do trivia relays or let's do capture the flag or 
you know, bike limbo or whatever it is. Um, and, and, uh, it's, it's more fun than they've ever had before, you know, because they were part of creating it. And obviously there are some games that we veto when they come up with them, like (laughs) ride holding her handlebars. That's one that I vetoed last year. I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Everyone needs to ride holding their own handlebars. So we want to share handlebars. Yeah, that's exactly what they wanted to do. So gotta, you gotta give them boundaries with that. There are no's sometimes, but we try to say yes. That's funny. Well, yeah, sometimes sharing is good, but in this instance that it's not good. Exactly. No, (laughs) No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so, so what does what does the age group look like for Little Bellas? Oh, so we start at seven, uh, and then we go. Our primary programming goes to thirteen, um, and then we have something top secret coming out for thirteen plus. Uh oh. Um, oh yeah, to be to be announced uh, in, in April. And, uh, so keep your eye out for that. And then the, the, in Vermont, we have programming that goes older than that with overnight camp and whatnot. Um, but they can also become a junior mentor and mentor those girls who are seven. Uh, so we have the 14, 15 year old girls come back, uh, to the program and, and mentor those girls. So we have a huge contingent of girls that want to be junior mentors and participate in that. That's really cool. So yeah. That, so then having, having that seven and up, especially that seven to 10 range, you, you mentioned allowing them to be creative and kind of come up with their own games a lot of times, um, or their own fun a lot of times. That's, that's, there's gotta be all kinds of really fun, cool things coming out of their, those little creative minds. Oh yeah. You know, and, and it can be something as simple as, okay, if we do the hardest trail, you know, if we climb this climb, then I'll let you decorate my helmet with whatever you find in nature. And then your helmet is covered in flowers and cattails and, (laughs) you know, and, and that's ridiculously fun for a seven year old. So yeah, it can be pretty simple. That's really cool. So I think we talked about this offline a little bit, but um, what is, what does the mentoring aspect look like for little Bella's you, for both the, the 14 year old, the older girls that are coming back to mentor the younger girls? Is it, is that mentoring all focused on just helping these girls be uh, better writers or is there a life mentoring aspect to what little Bella's is doing? Yeah, so a little bit of both. Um, We have a situational mentoring approach. um, So we don't prescribe curriculum each day. We say when this situation comes up, here's how uh, it's best to deal with this. And and so you'll get times when you'll be out on the trail and it's after trust develops with a girl that right. she's going to feel comfortable opening up. And, and so we find it a little awkward if there is a curriculum and, and, you know, you just met this girl that day and, uh, and she's having to talk to you, you know, you're forcing the conversation about, okay, your first day in spandex or healthy eating or, <laughs> you know, these, these different things. And so that's why it, 
when that conversation happens, uh, we try to equip our mentors with, um, you know, productive ways to talk about things positively and, and build confidence. Um, and, and so that's something that is a part of our program as well as bike skills. Um, cause both those conversations, the, the, you know, uh, internal feelings and, uh, the, the more external bike skills are, are both vehicles that you can, you know, build confidence. So, uh, we, we attack it on all fronts. So then there's gotta be some really cool stories and conversations coming out of the mentoring aspect. Almost. I mean, that kind of is a, a driving purpose and core belief behind little Bella's. So are you guys, um, I guess my question is how are you guys storytelling for getting your message back out to uh, new little Bella's or new participants? Are you telling some of those stories like, Hey, little Bella's has made this such and such impact in this person's life. Or is it all centered around, Hey, just come out and have fun. And you know, the, that mentoring aspect and maybe making a difference in a little girl's life is just going to be a byproduct of come out and have fun. Yeah. And so that's such an intimate conversation, um, that it's between, you know, a girl and, and a mentor that she's had for a few years or even a few sessions, whenever that trust happens, that it's not something that we like to share. You know, and, and so it's more the latter, uh, that it's just about coming out, having fun and, um, and whatever that girl might need. Um, and, and so there are girls that are really confident and really athletic and, and what mentoring looks like to her is a lot different from a girl who's part of a divorced, you know, going through a divorce, Mm uh, or, or, um, you know, we, we've had girls, uh, with varying disabilities or, uh, their mom has cancer. And so what that mentoring component looks like to each of those particular girls varies so much. Um, and, and so when that conversation happens, yeah, we definitely keep that, uh, within the program and, and the word that's spread about the program is just come and have fun. Just mm-hmm. come and have fun because that's that is unanimous to all of them. So that's all that's your driving messaging behind everything that you guys say within all of your outreach efforts is like just come have oh. fun. Everything else that mentorship is just going to be a byproduct of, yep. of that. Absolutely. And that's that's how we, um, yeah, that's how we act as, as well. Not only what we say, it's what we do. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So then, how do you guys keep your how do you guys keep your participants engaged throughout the year? Maybe, maybe like in Vermont where there's seasons where you just can't get out and ride because of the weather. Um, how do you guys keep people engaged and reminded of little Bella so that they're excited coming into this new year? You've kind of touched on this a little bit, but, um, is like a, I guess tangibly and like maybe even what, uh, software programs you guys are using to, uh, reach back out to people. Hey, just a reminder, this camp is coming up or this ride is coming up just to get people engaged again. Sure. So, um, that's not something we've really had a problem with. Um, 
the girls, you know, in, in getting people to register, we, we send one reminder email to everyone that says, Hey, registration is coming up. Um, but the girls are pretty fired up about it. You know, in Vermont last year, we had a, a girl that set a alarm on her mom's phone every five minutes before registration happened so that she would remember. <laughs> um, so the drive is definitely there. Uh, that whole notion of constant contact, we really uh, don't prescribe to that in the same way that a lot of organizations might. Um, you know, I think it's fine if a girl wants to go play lacrosse in the off season, go play lacrosse. Uh, biking will be there for the girls that want it. But, um, you know, we, we don't only want to make cyclists. We want to make, uh, we want to create girls that are participating in outdoors at large. Um, and, and we're non-competitive, and, and so it doesn't mean that they have to be on their bikes all year round. Um, if this is something that just enhances what they do and when they get out of college, it's a sport that they can participate in uh, because it's not reliant on a team, that's great. You know, box checked. We did a, a great thing. They know how to ride and they want to do that, then that's awesome. Um but in terms of sending out emails all the time and uh, and uh, making sure that in the off season they're on their bikes when it's minus five in Vermont, that's yeah, that's not really where we go. <laughs> not <laughs> well, a priority. That's such an authentic approach. I, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, but then when an email pops up from Little Bellas, you only get one reminder. You better open it up and see what it's about. Our you know our open rate on emails is through the roof. Oh, uh, because of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think you mentioned offline that you, you guys like can't even keep up with the amount of requests that are coming in and you have lines for registration that you can't fill. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're trying to create as much programming as possible to get all the girls who are excited and, and want to sign up, signed up. Um, so, you know, in terms of reaching out all the time and making sure that, uh, they know it's happening, um, you know, that's, it's, it's a different challenge. That's not the challenge. The challenge is creating enough programming. That's incredible. Good for you guys. Thanks. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody always goes, how do we get girls on bikes? And I'm like, how do we keep up with demand? (laughs) (laughs) It's a different, it's a little different. Yeah. That's an awesome problem to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Um, you guys are obviously doing some really cool stuff. And so does that attract some some bigger brands within the cycling industry that say, hey, we love what you guys are doing. We want to invest and support what Little Bellas is doing in the cycling industry? Yeah. So we've actually always had a great in, in industry support um, and some outside of industry as well. Uh, Specialized has been a sponsor of ours for six years and they're absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, we have a fleet of little specialized scholarship bikes for girls who can't afford a bike. Um, they are, you know, our, our title sponsor of the program. Um, LL Bean is also a sponsor of others. They're absolutely amazing. Um, they're all about creating, uh, experiences for people outdoors and making that a positive experience, even if it's a first experience. And so our missions really line up, uh, with, with LL Bean. 
um, you know, G form is another sponsor camelback. Um, and, and so these brands are excited about creating opportunities for girls. And I, I love having, um, brands that come in and, and support the program, but then walk the walk and empower women through their company as well. Uh, we would, we feel really passionately about taking on, um, partners that are truly that partners in, in creating, um, you know, their own content, their own products that, um, enhance a female's experience, uh, athletically and, and empower, um, through their companies. And I, you know, I feel really passionately about the brands that we have that they do that. And so are those relationships that you guys pursued or did they just come to you seeing what you were doing and say, Hey, we love what you're doing. We want to be a part of it. Both actually, we've had a little bit of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, little, little bit of everything and, and how those developed. That's really cool. Well, Sabra, this has been a, a really cool conversation. I'm, I love what you guys are doing. And, and now that I've heard even more about it, like, I, I mean, you guys are doing some really cool stuff. So continue to uh, pursue this purpose and this, and this drive. I love your passion for this. And um, if people want to get a hold of you or learn more about Little Bellas, um, how can they reach you? Oh, so info at littlebellas.com or just log on to our website, uh, littlebellas.com. And uh, you can look up our program information under register and see where we are. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sabre, thanks thanks again for being on the show. And uh, we wish you guys the best. Yeah, really appreciate your time, Zach. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Active Lifestyle Marketer. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other active lifestyle brand leaders or know someone who would be a great guest on the Active Lifestyle Marketer, let us know. We love connecting with active lifestyle brand executives and sharing their insights and knowledge with our audience. Just send us an email at info at tigercreative.com. And lastly, if you need help telling your brand story, we would love to share how we could help in that process. Check us out at tigercreative.com. See you next time.